Well, hello. This is the first episode of Fame Hangover. The trailer, I guess, doesn't count as an episode. So, <laughs> first episode. Well, it's kind of the long march to the Oscars. The Golden Globes were on January 9th, not telecast. Uh, enough said about that. There were some winners. And they were announced sort of one at a time. And power, the power of the dog, Jane Campion, her movie sort of triumphed, which was nice. And I'm going to leave it at that. You can look up the Golden Globes. But it's the long march to the Oscars. And on the way, the Oscar nominations will be February 8th, like 5 in the morning. And then the show will be March 27th, always a Sunday. And there will be a host for the first time since 2018. Exciting. In fact, the Academy uh, floated <laughs> uh, people's opinions. What do you think? Who do you think should host the Oscars? Interestingly, people said everyone from Nicole Kidman to Conan O'Brien, the talk show host. And for me, Peter Dinklage would be the perfect host in many ways because I think the pandemic has created a sense of distance and longing and longing to belong a lot of the themes of Cyrano. But that, that's not the theme of this episode. This is the licorice pizza episode. And <clears throat> licorice pizza is a film that's out right now. In Oscar contention, perhaps, we'll see <clears throat> when the nominations come out. <clears throat> and so and there are many reviews of Licorice Pizza, uh, which stars Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman, and Elena Hamm, who's uh, in a band with her sisters. And the curious part of all the reviews, and I'm not sure you'd know this unless you had musician friends, <laughs> specifically Southern California musician friends, but there was a chain of record stores called Licorice Pizza. And a musician friend of mine said, oh yeah, I shopped at Music Plus. So Licorice Pizza was an independent chain and listen to the words, Licorice, Ridges, Pizza, Flat, it refers to a record. Ah, a vinyl record, old school. 70, is it 78? It's an LP. <laughs> uh, so the exciting thing about Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza is the stunt casting in a way, but also the freshness of the film itself. Now, whether a film that's so kind of fresh and raw in a way. The cinematography is very raw. It feels like uh, tops and bottoms, <laughs> you know, close-ups and back shots. I mean, you're just watching people run away and get really close to the camera. But there's a freshness and a youthfulness to it. And it's about a 15-year-old and a 25-year-old. The, in quotes, girl is 25. And, uh, so <clears throat> pardon me, 
there's dust in the studio. <clears throat> the Cooper Hoffman's character is Gary Valentine, and it's loosely based on the life of Gary Getzman, who is a producer. He was a producer on Silence of the Lambs, and he had he was a child actor. But what's more interesting than that is Paul Thomas Anderson's stunt casting, and some of it is so fantastic. Sean Penn plays uh, this kind of grizzled um, old actor who's a legend. Now, he's a motorcycle rider, so you might think, oh, are they homaging Steve McQueen, who was always on motorcycles? I'll leave that up in the air. Uh, the other stunt casting is Tom Waits, the musician who plays kind of a barfly friend of the Sean Penn character. And they have an amazing stunt, which I don't want to give that away. But the other, to speaking of stunt, it's a real physical stunt, like motorcycle. Oops, gave it away. Uh, you'll have to see it because that really doesn't give it away because it's <laughs> wacky. And the other stunt casting is... Um, John C. Riley is uncredited as Herman Munster at one point. Maya Rudolph, Paul Thomas Anderson's wife, is always fantastic. She has a little moment in there, sort of a flash cameo. And uh, when you're watching it, you realize, wow, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper, is such a different kind of actor than his father. He's got a whole different look. And the other, there are other, like, you can kind of, you know, find out the other stunt casting. But the point of the, the point of licorice pizza is there was a time when kind of kids ruled the world for a minute, <laughs> you know, whether it was groups of skateboarders or in this case, just groups of kids who were kind of young entrepreneurs you know, who had their own plans for a world that changed so drastically from the Nixon era, Richard Nixon, when this was set in the 70s, to now. But the parallel is, I think, Licorice Pizza offers kind of a fresh look at what what can be done when you actually, you know, get a group of your friends together as an, in quotes, kid, you know teens to early 20s and just decide you're going to change the world your way, even if it's only for a moment. And remarkably, uh, being an actor is sort of having your own business. So being, you know, like the child actor aspect is really, I mean, you're in business for yourself. And it talks about single moms, you know, I mean, it presents single moms and talks about the gas crisis and the legalization of pinball machines. Didn't know that they were outlawed in 1939, huh? Or they were, that's when they stopped being legal. And then the seventies, they came back. The point being this movie is so fresh and so surprising that when you see Leonardo DiCaprio's dad as a waterbed salesman, you go like, wow, that's his dad interesting so you have fathers and sons in the business and you know it's it's a really beautiful kind of hopeful movie in the oddest way and it also speaks to how we feel about love but what 
what is kind of underpinning all of this is that for people not familiar with maybe Southern California's <laughs> obscure record chains, licorice pizza sounds like a piece of code. Like, what are we talking about? So I think that's one of the things about Hollywood right now. It seems like everything's kind of a riddle, like what is going on? But there's a logic to it in a weird way. You know, there's, there's still a Hollywood in there. And once you realize, oh, licorice pizza means like a flat record. Like I get it. Ridges on the licorice, flat like a pizza. Oh, they mean record. So in a weird way, it seems like it's time for Hollywood to widen out some of the inner code, you know, so it's not quite so I think I think a lot of people feel that Hollywood has let them down. Like it used to be the wide big tent movies and now they're looking at these kind of niche or specific uh message movies and they just feel kind of left out of the story. And so I think that will be changing. I can see that changing because this is about selling tickets even if it's only streaming and it is about the widest tent. And so a lot of the changes I feel like the ones that I've seen have been like in the nineties, you know, there was a real sense of stories like licorice pizza that were about people and movements and change. And they're just harder to make obviously because the Marvel movies, you know, everybody, everybody has a connection to like, a, a big blockbuster, you know, it's, it's geared. Those movies are designed to kind of include as many people worldwide as possible. And so I think there'll be kind of a return to when people really felt included in Hollywood. And I think that's happening. And a lot of people, although this is the licorice pizza episode, I think Yellowstone, like uh, the Kevin Costner series, I think that shocked a lot of people with how popular that is. Like it's just going off the charts. Now that's not a movie, but it's providing this wide tent and they said across, you know, both coasts, the flyovers, everything, everybody. It had numbers that paralleled the walking dead, like super high episodes, like 11 million viewers or something crazy like that. So uh, I think once again, I'm as this is the long march to the Oscars, and the next episode will kind of talk about the Oscars, you know, because that's that's where we're at. I mean, that is the most legitimate award show because there's over nine thousand members, upwards of ten, maybe eleven thousand members, and they're all they're not press like the Hollywood Foreign Press for the Golden Globes. They're not uh, just insiders. I mean, well, they're actually, they are insiders, but there's enough branches in the academy from below the line, above the line. There are enough voting members that there, you know, those, that is the award show of award shows. And that one's going to live, you know, because it's, it's the most important show. It's, it's peers in the industry, but it's also the mood and the, and kind of every year the Oscars, you know, the Academy Awards have a theme of the year. And so uh, I'm not saying it will be a licorice pizza year, but I am saying that 
a film like Licorice Pizza, and we'll see what happens when the Oscar nominations are announced. But that film is speaking to another another time and another sensibility when there were just so many surprises. And one of the really surprising things in that movie is Bradley Cooper as John Peters. And I'm sure a lot of you know, John Peters was with Barbara Streisand and they were a couple, but John Peters was a real power broker uh, in Hollywood later on with Peter Goober, John Peters. But the surprising part is Bradley Cooper is fantastic. And he was, you know, SAG, SAG gave him a nomination because he's, he's, he's really surprising in that, in that role. And although he's in a bigger picture called Nightmare Alley with Kate Blanchett, Guillermo del Toro, that one role is so remarkable. And once again, it leads to the stunt casting. But Licorice Pizza is such a love letter to so many different aspects of Hollywood, the music business, politics, you know, how we got where we are, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of our sensibility as kind of the American culture. Anyway, wrapping it up, the next episode will be the Oscar nominations. And that's pretty exciting. I don't want to front end load it because that is front end loading is kind of like when you, you know, you, the normal, this is like a trick of award shows and being a, an award show writer in my past, I can tell you this front end loading is like one film will have all these nominations, but it's the second film (laughs) with less nominations that I don't know why that is. It's like, Hey, it's like a secret formula. Everyone knows it. The second film comes from behind. But that's what's so exciting. I mean, say what you will about Hollywood. There are some gifted and talented people who love the movies as much as you do and as much as we always have because those are on screen, the big feelings and the big changes, and we age with our movie stars. And, you know, we can look back at the licorice pizza days and be nostalgic. You can have every emotion on screen and in the best movies all those emotions enrich our lives. And so that's the end of this episode. And the next episode, episode two, will be about the Oscar nominations. And that's the 94th Academy Awards for March 27th, a Sunday. But the, the not, that's the, that's when the show is, but the nominations are February 8th. So we'll see what they we'll see what what the what the gold what the golden prediction the Alpen glow on the Hollywood Hills will find out what comes down from on high in the next episode and thank you for joining me <laughs>